And in this episode of The Interviews, I'm talking to Stevie Ritchie, who came sixth in the 2014 season of The X Factor on ITV1. In this episode of The Interviews, there is some fruity language. Three, two, one, clean edit. This episode of The Interviews, I'm chatting to uh, a chap on screen here. You'll know the face. Uh, but do you still have the biceps, by the way, Stevie? Do you still have the biceps? Oh. Yeah, but it, underneath this, it's all worked uh, in fleece. But trust me, um, I'm actually eight weeks into a training program at the moment. It's a bodybuilding kind of thing, and I'm loving it. I've lost weight. I've gained muscle. And believe you me, under this fleece, I look good. I do look good. I'm not blowing smoke up my own, in my own what, but I look good. And I have got biceps. Sun, sun's out, guns out, curls with the girls. Do you know what I mean? Oh, don't blame you, mate. Don't blame you, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely um right so x factor finalist from 2014 can you believe it was that long ago mate i know it's like it's kind of it was it seems like yesterday but it it was six seven years ago and it was just oh it, it, i still even think about it to this day it was just it was like winning the lottery honestly Daz, it really was uh, I was reading um, a little bit about your time on there, and it was a roller coaster, mate, wasn't it? It was an absolute <laughs> roller coaster. One minute you thought you're off, next minute you're on, then you're in the bottom two for a few times. But you came, did you come sixth? I think it was, wasn't it, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's it. That's it, mate. Yeah, come sixth, last wild card standing. Um, and yeah, I, I, I didn't expect to. I expected to last no more than two weeks. Quite honestly, <laughs> I thought to myself, I had, I had an idea in my head, right, Daz, what it was. I thought to myself, if I can last two weeks in X Factor and then go on to their big brother, I'm la- I'm laughing. That was my plan of what I wanted to do in life. So I anyway, I thought I, I, the weeks went on. I was like, what? I'm still here. So generally, thought I'm the, the every season, every single week. I thought I'm going out, no matter what, I'm going out. I lasted seven weeks, right? Seven weeks out of ten, and then I went into Sled Big Brother with my ex fiance. <laughs> I, I mean, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> say you're a bit of a nutcase for all of that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Trust me. So, some of the yeah. songs you did on the X Factor, you didn't just do songs, mate. You did. You did. You, you were brave. Oh, thanks, you mate. Thank you. And you knocked them out the park because we just can take our eyes off you. Um, <laughs> so, for example, um, do you remember doing Don't Stop Me Now by Queen? Oh, mate, yeah. How, how hard is that to do? It is a really bloody hard song. The thing is, mine was knocked down just a little key because I couldn't hit the like the Freddie Mercury notes. By the way, the best of showman ever, Freddie Mercury, um, with Elvis Presley, of course. Um, I had to have it knocked down a key um, and then I still hit it. I still hit it, but it's so hard. But I, the good thing about it was I've got the crowd going and that was the, the key moment, you know, but yeah, what a song. Uh, you know, when they're doing all the, um, you know, the suspense and the heart, you can hear the heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the Dermot O'Leary, was it Dermot O'Leary that hosted it when you were there? Was was it? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, it, and he, he said, oh, we'll find out after the break and all that kind of stuff. What does, <laughs> what does all of that feel like, you know, when you're in suspense and you're just waiting for an answer? You're like, come on. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll tell you, honestly, because I'm all pretty much every week, barring one week, I was always one of the last to hear. And I was thinking to myself, 
okay, this is it. I'm going to be, I'll be in the final um, bottom two and I've got to sing my Saber song. Uh, it really is like a adrenaline, ju- I might as well be adrenaline junkie because the every Friday and Saturday and Sunday, the whole weekend, you are literally kind of like uh, injecting uh, adrenaline into your veins. You're up there, then you're down here. Because you're, you're thinking, oh, am I going? Am I going? Am I staying? Am I coming? Am I going? What am I, do- what, what am I doing? And But I'll tell you what, the ride, the journey that you go on, it's about the journey. It is, uh, it's immense. It's brilliant, honestly. But yeah, that Dermot O'Leary, you are kind of, my ass was flapping a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It proper was. It was proper flapping. And I, I think I, uh, some of the contestants go, to you like that <laughs> so uh you know it was one of them honestly does mate but unforgettable would you would you uh would you you don't regret it i take it do you at all <sighs> mate absolutely not in a million years i would do it tomorrow all over again in a heartbeat mate i loved it it was fantastic it was like win the lottery like i say um i've got no regrets doing any of the songs i've done um, and yeah i'm so glad and proud to say that i was the joke out of 2014 that's harsh, mate. That is harsh on yourself. That. No, no, no. Because to do those songs, you have a lot of confidence to do those kind of songs that you did on the show. And you knocked them out the park, mate. You know, a lot, a lot of people, dare I say, a lot of people might do ballads because it's a little bit easier to do ballads. Uh, but you, you just went, right, come on, give it a year. Let's give it a go. And just, just did it. And it was just Thanks, superb, mate. mate. Superb. Yeah, I I did love it. I I didn't complain. There's only one week I complained, and I uh, the rest of the time I just got on with it and said, "Yeah, I'll do it." You know, I didn't complain once, apart from one week, and it was Halloween week when they wanted me to to do Ghostbusters, and um, there was a lot of rumors going around saying you were doing Ghostbusters, and I walked into the room and I said, "Right, I'm not fuck. Sorry, I'm not doing Ghostbusters. I'm not doing Ghostbusters. I'm putting that out there now." I'm doing Phantom of the Opera. That's what I want to do. And I was a bit of a diva that week in a way because I just wanted to show off my ballad for one week. And that was it. Mm. And finally, they kind of went, mm, Simon, give me the thumbs up. And that was it. So fair play. Uh, is Simon as harsh as he seems to be? No, nah, mate. He is the most caring, uh, attentive um, man, like behind the scenes, behind the camera. All from the, the facade of this big, nasty guy. He, he is just so oh, attentive to everyone. With me, he was so caring. He was like, are you happy? Are you happy with song choice? Um, can we do anything? Do you, you know, is there anything that we can do for you? Or he always used to say, um, uh, where to improve the song? Do it like this, Stevie. Do it like that. Do it like this. Brilliant geezer. Love him. Is it all for camera then? The the uh, you know the moodiness, the attitude, and the harsh words. It did, when the cameras rolled, did, 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 yeah. was it like a, a, f- a switch that went right? Simon Cal time. He, I tell you what, he for, for him when he's on in front of the camera, he's got to have this business head on, right? And it's all about making money. It really is. Don't with anything. It's about making money. Simon is a businessman, but he's also a caring man. So from in front of the camera, he has to be honest, and he is honest. What you say is what you get. He's honest. He didn't like my singing much. However, he liked me. He loved me as a person out of probably all the contestants because I'm crazy, right? And he loves that. He loves crazy, nutty people. But um, business side of things, 
uh, he he couldn't make me win it. He didn't want me to. He, I say he didn't want me to win it. He kind of. It was hard for for him to make me to want it to win it. You know, because I don't know. I mean, when I was going up, okay, put it this way. Okay, I'll let you into a secret. When I was going up against Andrea, the biggest opera singer, you know, he was the Italian stallion in it, you know. he, I was going up against him in the sing-off. And if it had gone through to public vote, I would have gone through to the semi-finals, right? And maybe, just maybe win it. But because I think... I think they knew that if I if it went to deadlock, I would have gone through. But so that's why they voted me out. I personally believe. There you go. Oh, interesting mm. stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, but you're still gigging, aren't you? So from what I read, right. yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm still gigging. Um, uh, well, apart from this bloody COVID, oh, oh. it's getting on my nerves. I, yeah. It's getting on everyone's nerves now. But it's like the end of the tunnel. I'm feeling positive. Uh, hopefully some gigs will come in in June, July, August time. I have no idea where my life is going at the moment, Naz. But, but I'm staying positive. And that's the thing. I've got a good agent behind me, Sue. And I'm happy, mate. I'm happy. So, And my body's looking good. And I've got amazing daughter, family and friends. That's it, really, you know? You've you, you got a lot of... Some people would say you're a millionaire because a lot of people don't have what you've got with this, the support network around you and the, you know, and the, the happiness that you've got inside you. A lot of people haven't got any of that, have they? So. Mate, they haven't. And health is the new wealth, does man. I'm telling yeah. you. Health is the new wealth. And without you, without your health, what are you? You're nothing. You know, so at the end of the day, for me, I feel fit, strong, healthy, touch wood. And yeah, I'm just trying to stay positive. And I'm only human. I get down days. Bloody hell, we all do. But I'm trying to stay positive during this whole facade you know uh, yeah but i'm in a good headspace at the moment good good um i want to talk about the wrestling thing in a bit very short <laughs> i know <laughs> um, very very shortly uh, but first of all um now the covid's been lifted have you got any any gigs that you want to tell people about is there anything in the pipeline that you want to tell us about to be honest, at the moment, it's sort of, it's still 50 50. Um, there might be some holiday camp gigs coming in. Um, oh, I bet I they're ancient, they? But I bet yeah, they're good laughs. Yeah. 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 I, for me, I love the holiday camp gigs. That's where the fun is, the, the money is. Um, and you just get to have a laugh with the punters, especially if they're drunk and pissed and whatnot. Because I'll tell you, if they are, it's a whole good, easy night for me. Because all I've got to do is sing the correct songs. They're on that floor. And it's easy. It's putty in the hand. It really is. So I'm hoping in the next couple of months, I'm going to get some gigs come in and hopefully I'll get a panto this year. Or I'm hoping for the biggie, Darren. I'm hoping for the big one, which is another reality TV show. It'll be the castle or the jungle, wherever they go. Mate, I am hoping on that. That is the one show, the only show that I want to do next. And then I'll quite happily retire. I have any of the others approached you, like the dancing one, Strictly Come Dancing or On Ice or anything like that. Has anybody approached you yet? Nothing yet, mate. No. It'll come. Still living in hope. It'll come. It'll come. Fingers crossed, mate. I really want it. I really want it. But we'll see. Like I say, um, anything is possible. Just got to visualise it kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Noel Edmonds now. Cosmic ordering. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk wrestling because this was on wikipedia now i know that wikipedia is a little bit like you know be careful what you read on there which i really like 
doing that because the reaction I get sometimes is like, no, that's rubbish. Or yeah, it's true. Uh, so <laughs> you've, you've trained to be a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. So that's right. I know we sort of previously spoke, but I want to tell you the story, right? I'm, I'm not going to bore you to death, but what it was back in 2000 and I mean, it was 2006, 2007, just before my daughter was born. Um, I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm singing is just touch and go. I don't know where I'm going in my life. And then there was an advertisement up for um, uh, looking for people to train to be a professional wrestler. Uh, So my friend said, why don't we go along for a laugh? I was like, yeah, all right, sod it, let's do it. So anyway, um, went there on the first day. Uh, I thought, okay, oh, this is going to be a bit complicated, a bit hard. And I've been slammed, taking the bumps, you know, where you fall and, and suplexes and slams and holds and wrist locks and everything else. And it's like a, like a little dance. I thought to myself, actually, I'm, I'm not too bad at this. I'm all right. I'm actually all right. So I went for a whole year, trained every Sunday for six, eight hours, I think it was. You paid a tenner. That's all it was, a tenner, right? And you work your ass off. But I tell you something now. I learned so much within a year. I, I nearly become a, a semi-professional wrestler. Um, wow. And, and my gimmick, my gimmick was, it was sexy Steve, sexy Steve straight. Triple S, right? Sexy street, Steve I straight. <laughs> and I, well, the, 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 sorry, the gimmick was that I, it was a very camp wrestler. I dressed up in pink hot pants, had my hair all gelled back, makeup on, uh, levers, you know, the chains, the, 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 everything. So it was, it was kind of like a very camp wrestler. But when I wrestled, people was chanting my name saying, Sexy Steve, Sexy Steve, Sexy Steve. Because not only did I put on a show, um, I wrestled pretty good. I jumped off the ropes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but people loved it. They wanted to be entertained. So I trained for a year to be a semi-professional wrestler. And then I thought to myself, well, oh, this is out of my back now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you because um, me and you are the same age and I and we already established that we love the world wrestling entertainment side of it from America. British Bulldog, The Undertaker, Bret the Hitman Hart, all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Um, but they've already said it's a story, it's a drama, it's a way of life. Um, it's an entertainment show. So it's not for real, not to be real. Yours then, was it real, proper, like you go in there to fight, fight or not? Was it entertainment? What was it? It was, okay. So the, obviously the punches and kicks, they're not full on. It's not kind of like a, it's like a, you know, like a that sort of thing. But it, it it's, that's not real. Otherwise, you, you know, blood guts everywhere but the slams the slams off the off the top the hitting with the the chairs the stools or whatever that shit is real you know you're getting slammed from a top turnbuckle um uh suplex stop or whatever and if you land just even a two inches wrong it could bug you completely injure you bug you if you land on your neck you know having a stone cold steve austin in a match you know if you land on your neck uh it, you're buggered. You're buggered. So they teach you how to fall properly and to land so that you're not hurting your, your neck and back and or anything else. So that stuff's real. But the punching and kicking, that's a bit more sort of more of a spa. It's like a dance. So to to say it is real, 
but not the kicking and punching. It bloody hurts. <laughs> One of the other podcasts that we do uh, with these three media in this uh, brand of podcast that we do. So this is the interviews that you're taking part in today. Uh, three men in a microphone goes out every Monday. Um, okay. And Damien, which is the one there, the one that looks like Casper the ghost. Uh, <laughs> he, um, he's a massive wrestling fan. Uh, and he always brings up when we talk about wrestling on the show, uh, the one about the cage where the cage collapsed, and oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, it was very, very, it was scary. Yeah, oh mate, yeah, I, I remember. I think um, that weren't big show, was it? No, it was no, um, a bit before that. I think. Yeah, it collapsed completely, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, on yeah. top of the cage that he was on top of the cage, and it and it went. And then, and then the commentators had to try and pad. And then I think they went to like a commercial break or they had to, to pan away because I think, didn't, didn't he die or didn't he come close to dying or something? What, which wrestler is that, Daz? Oh, do you know, was he, it, he would tell you, it, Damien would tell you. Owen Hart died in sort of a similar incident because he, he was the blue blazer. Yeah. And what happened was he, he kind of upsailed down uh, and the, the cable or something snapped. And then his head and neck hit the turnbuckle just on the impact. And with it, it just instantly killed him, apparently. It was uh, it broke his neck, literally, on the impact of it. Because I think it broke or something. But he died instantly. Owen Hart, yeah, the late Owen Hart. Yeah. That must have been the one that he keeps talking about anyway. But, yeah, he, I'm into it, but not as heavily as they are into it. They, they love it more than I do anyway. So, oh, mate, you should get into it. It's so cool, honestly. I, I, do, I do remember The Undertaker. I remember um, British Bulldog. Mm. I kind of left it a little bit before The Rock came on the scene. Um, but I do I do like watching on YouTube, you know, when The Rock and John Cena have them arguments. And the arguments, oh, the drama of the yeah. arguments can last half an hour. And you think <laughs> it's going to go off. But then somebody just walks off. I'm like, What? Yeah, carry it on. Come on, we want to see more. It yeah. is kind of like celebrity big brother argument. You just want to see more. It really, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, um, I can't wait for WrestleMania. You know, I yeah, I could talk re- wrestling all day because that is one of my boxing and wrestling are my favourite sports. They are just for me. They the better. I'm not a football fan really. I follow it, but I'm not a big fan. I just my boxing and wrestling. Tyson Fury. You know. Undertaker, them sort of people, all my days, love them. So this, that's why I put some weight on, um, because I I went down a bodybuilding route while I was at school. Uh, so when wow. I was at school, so we, we are the same age. So 1995, 1996, I was lifting heavy yeah. weights, having lots of protein, low carbs, high protein, protein shakes. And then I found my work in nightclubs. And then I hit the beer, hit the takeaways. And then I could never... I can never get quite back on the right track anyway, but so my weight goes up and down, up and down, but you're doing a bodybuilding regime now, aren't you? A, a, a yes, mate. my eighth week in, it's only eight weeks. So I took on an eight week challenge by Viking fitness. Um, and he's a friend of mine. I still paid money. So I didn't get it for now. Um, and it was eight weeks. So literally after this, this, like this pod thing we're doing, that's right. I'm on the bike for a frigging hour. I've got an exercise bike. So I'm on there for an hour. I've done 25 minutes past the car in the morning. I've done an hour's shoulders outside today. Um, <clears throat> so, mate, yeah, in lockdown, there's no excuse. I, I, it's about, for me, it's not about um, looking good. It's about mental health as well. So fitness and that is mental health. Uh, it just, it 
it just helps, man. It just helps. And my body, I got abs. I look. I think I look good. I think if I could, I would literally go out on myself. I wouldn't need to go out and get laid or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's another story. I'm going to go into that. I don't think it was nothing shit. Um, but listen. I can always help you out. If you want, like, I'll, I'll take your number away and get your digits. Yeah. I can give you, free of charge, I don't want nothing for it, because I, I like helping people out, right, who want to, who want it. So I'll give you a free diet. I, if you've got any access to some dumbbells, I can give you a workout that would, within four weeks you'll see a massive change. It's up to you. The officer. The gym, the gym that I'm a member of here in Stoke-on-Trent, where I live, is uh, a 24-hour gym. So before I go to work, because I do a breakfast show on a radio station, uh, so usually, pre-COVID, I would go to the gym at half three in the morning, do an hour, fasting cardio, right? Go yeah. to work, do the breakfast show, finish the breakfast show, go to the gym for another hour afterwards, and then go home. So that used to be my routine, but since COVID happened last March it's thrown everything out the window and I, I hate, I'm not going to go outside and run. No way. Because that'd be like fat boy run the film. So <laughs> Don't say that, yeah. no way. I'm not doing that. Oh, no. I'm not doing that. Have you got, have you got any dumbbells? No, I haven't got any dumbbells. I've got have no you, okay. exercise kit at home at all. Okay. I can do your body weight workout that you can do like literally pretty much three days a week. It's all about diet. Right? I can give you the best, a basic diet that it, it will be good but the only thing with it is you can't have much alcohol that's the only thing oh i like a jd at the weekend oh i like mate i love my brandy cavossier for goodness sake i got drunk last saturday on red wine and i made a complete tit of myself on instagram live as one does right i got my body out or something i don't know what bloody hell i've done because i can't remember it but apparently i was slurring like a bitch i had a bit of mince in my teeth and I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't remember a bloody thing. So, mate, you can, I can allow, okay, I don't know why I'm saying this, but you can allow up to two drinks per weekend. Right. But it's up to you. The officer, I can give you a diet. You can do it. You can see what you think. You may think it's shit. You may think it's good. But the officer. Stevie, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for that. And I will take you up on that. So after we've stopped recording, you can take my number down. Yeah, I, I will literally that. text you, mate. I'm, you're on WhatsApp, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. You did tell oh, the wife. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> can I trouble you for a little rendition of "Don't Stop Me Now"? Or is that too much to ask? No, I can. Well, do you want me to do a cappella? Do whatever you like, but just sh- just remind us about the glory days of the X Factor when you were wowing the nation. You can keep your top on if you like. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'll do a little bit of acapella. Don't stop me now since you've requested. All right, now, um, <clears throat> okay, here we go. You put me on the spot now, Dad. I have, yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel like I'm the world. Don't stop me now Cause I'm having a good time Having a good time I shoot a star running through the sky Like a tiger to find the laws of gravity Like a racing car 
passing by the radio tower. There you go, something like that. Mate, you're a legend. Thank you so much for that. That is well done. Well done. Oh, we miss you. We miss you. <laughs> Stevie Ritchie, you're a legend. Thank you so much for that. And uh, what a good guy you are and a right good laugh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers, Dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for liking, subscribing and sharing the interviews. Keep checking back to this series for more episodes soon. The interviews is a These Three Media production. <laughs>